Good morning, everyone. Welcome to ICF Rome online. And for those who will eventually be on campus, this is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale. And I'm excited for this season that is upon us. You know, we're celebrating Jesus. We're thankful for everything that he's done for your life, even if you don't know it yet. So as you enter into this service today, I encourage you to lean into the worship, to stand up if you can and praise your, raise your hands and praise the Lord because God is faithful. He has a word for you today. I am believing for a miracle in your life. It's in motion. You joined us online today and God has ordered your steps. God has a word for you. And as you lean into his presence, I know that your heart and your mind is going to be lifted, healed, restored, rejuvenated. I'm so thankful that you are joining with us today. So happy to see all of you. And I want you to look at somebody and just say, I'm really glad to see you. I'm really glad to see you. Awesome. We are glad. I'm so glad when those that are with us go, when they come back, if they've been gone on, on a trip or on a work assignment and they come back, I'm always happy when I see you. And, uh, you know, we have seasons of time where people come and serve with us and minister with us. And then we have moments where we Launch them to the next thing. So Jessie is with us today, and today is her birthday. Can we say Tanti Aguri? <laughs> you had to have that. It's also her last Sunday with us. She's been with us for six months as a missionary associate, and she's been my roommate, and she's been a tremendous blessing in my life and in our life. And um, I asked Jessie to come and share today a couple minutes why they saying yes to God. You know, we're talking about counting on his timing and his timing with your, you, this is the second time you've come and you're coming back for Inspire, but the timing of God is not always the same as what we thought in the first minute we thought of something. So why and how is the yes in your life just governed by who God is? So there is such an importance into staying connected and saying yes to God. And the why behind why we say yes is because there are people hanging in the balance. There are people that if we don't say yes, they're not going to get to heaven. And nobody wants that. And the how of how do you say yes is you want to keep the, the how and why behind it. You want God's will over your will, right? Do you guys want God's will over your will? <laughs> My will is not going to be as great and as vivacious as what God wants for me, as blessed as what God wants for me. So I want to share with you Romans 10, 14 in the message version. It says, but how can people call for help if they don't know who to trust? And how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted? And how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? I want everybody to know where you're sitting right now. You have been sent to tell people about Jesus. You tell people about Jesus by exemplifying his character in your life, about being in the word and about praying, about being connected to a biblical community. You are family if you are here. 
Even if you're here for one week, one day, or three months, six years, 16 years. I want to specifically say for those of you who are just here for a little bit of time, rebuke the mindset of what can God really do in one Sunday? What can God really do in three months? Mm -hmm. Rebuke that. Mm -hmm. How much can God move? Change your mindset to how much can God do in one second? Mm -hmm. He created everything in seven days. How much can he do in your life if you just give him the opportunity, if you just keep saying yes? So if you don't say yes, who will? Mm -hmm. So God wants you to step into that. Say, yes, I will. I am the one that's being sent. Amen. Amen. There you go. Yeah. And (laughs) you want to say anything about uh, thank you to... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have loved being here. I was here in 2022, and it was an awesome experience, but this one... It's just so much better. Um, Not to compare the two, but I just love each and every one of you, even if I have just met you today, a couple people. Um, I thank you for being obedient and serving in the places that you're serving or just coming. And that is you saying yes. So I thank you for saying yes and making me a part of your family. I love you guys. Love you. Thank you. Let's extend our hands to Jesse. We're going to pray over her as she goes. Father, we thank you for Jesse. Lord, I thank you for the anointing that rests upon her life. I thank you for the joy. I thank you for her yes. I thank you for the continual yes. I'll follow your footsteps and your guidance. And we bless her and we thank you for her life in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you, Jesse. Amen. Well, as you can. <laughs> a very thriving church, lots of activities. How many of you were a part of the M&M Music Media Workshop? Let me see your hand or hear you. Come on, let me make some noise. Yeah, okay. How many of you were a part of Kids World uh, Workers Meeting last Sunday? Come on, let me hear you. Come. Woo, Joel, you got to get first service involved. <laughs> Joel is our kids' ministry. There was a whole bunch of people over there, um, so that, they must be coming to second service. How many of you have been blessed or experienced the coffee and connections now? Let me hear you. Awesome. So I want you to know that these are ways that we intentionally make a space for you to make those connections, to serve, to give and receive. Say give and receive. It's very important that we give and receive. And so I'm thankful for our online family. Um, Many have watched online or found us online and then come. I encourage you, if you enjoy the service, if you understand what God is doing here, that you uh, give us a good like on Facebook or a good thumbs up on Google Reviews so that the more people get to know. You know, I've had so many people who come and work in this city with other people that come here, but when they get here, they're like, I don't know anybody. And then they find each other. Oh, you work in my building and you work in my... So I want to make those continual connections for each of you. I also want to remind you that we have something in April coming up called Inspire Italy. You'll see these cards on the back. You'll see registration. Yes, it is a large women's conference that will be held at a hotel. But the men 
are invited to be our prayer partners, our security, our personnel on the grounds when the event is happening over Friday and Saturday. This is a moment... If you remember last year, we were living proof, right? We take our faith outside. This is a moment where we don't just say come to church, but we say come to this inspiring event. Joanna, thank you for saying that you were a fruit from last year. So I want to encourage you to invite someone to go or come to Inspire Italy. It will inspire their friendship. We want it to be a place here where we have an attitude of others. What I mean by that is it's not always about me. It's not always about I got here, I got coffee, but who did you buy coffee for? Who did you invite to have a cornetti with you in the cafe? So I want you to say it's about others. Come on, you can do better than that. It's about others. So I have a video this morning We are very, very blessed to be a part of the Assemblies of God worldwide. I am a missionary from the Assemblies of God U.S. with over 200 churches who support the work of this ministry because they believe in what God wants to do in your life. We work in partnership with the Assemblies of God of Italy. And this week, I had the privilege to meet with the general superintendent, Brother Montanti, to say to him, we love Italy, touching one, touching Italy, reaching nations. We want to hold up his arms in blessing and prayer. We also give to their missionaries. They have missionaries in Albania that I've met. They have missionaries going around the world as well. We, when you give, we don't just keep it here, but we give to the mission work from the Assemblies of God Italy. And so this morning, I want you to be greeted in a very special way by the General Superintendent of Italy, Brother Montante. So today, I have some things to remind you as we continue our theme, Count on His Timing. Um, Time is a valuable resource. Amen? Time is a valuable resource, and I want to encourage you to use your time wisely. As Jesse said, you say yes because you know the why behind the yes. Because what you do outside the doors of these church, what you do in the evenings, what you do during the weekday is all very, very important. This message is very pastoral for me. It's, um, it's a teaching moment because I want us to continually remember, yes, God meets my need. Yes, God provides for me. Yes, I can trust that he will be with me in every pause, in every unknown minute. But I also want to say to you, he's saying to you, what will you do? You know, sometimes I was listening to a speaker who was saying people keep asking for prayer in another place, another city, for for forgiveness. God, help me forgive, forgive. And they they just kept coming for the same prayer over and over. And the, the pastor who was sharing said, I was trying to say, like, what is wrong with my prayer? How come these people have to keep coming back saying, help me forgive, and they're not forgiving? And the pastor said they went to the word and they realized, wait a minute. I don't think they're blessing their enemies. The Bible says, bless those who persecute you. And so the next time they came for prayer, the pastor said, I'm going to pray that God helps you forgive, but I'm also going to pray that you'll have the courage to bless your enemies. 
And when that happened, something began to shift in the atmosphere. So today I want to say to you, I want you to count on his timing. But I also want to say, what are you doing with the minutes and the hours that God has made available to you? You will remember last week we talked about trusting his promises. We have to trust his promises. That's what this theme, I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on him. I have put my hope in his word. That's the promises. We have to seek his power. If you continue to try to do things in your own strength, when you're weary, you won't do it. When you're tired and fatigued, you'll quit. You'll get irritated. You'll get irritable. But when you seek his power, somebody say amen. When you seek his power, he never runs out of power. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't get irritable. He loves you no matter what. Even Brother Montanti said, we're all sinners. But he came to change us and to love us with the love of God. We have to obey his pathways. In this graphic, you'll see many things. But you see that on that first sea, Moses is raising that staff to part the Red Sea. And we always talk about the miracle, right? But what if the people had not obeyed the pathway... What if they had said, no, Moses, that's not how we expected God to answer the prayer. We're not going to go through. Or they got in the middle of the path, somebody, they got in the middle of the path and they're like, oh no, I didn't mean, I didn't want to be here. This isn't really what I meant, God. And they just stopped. They would have been washed over by the water. But because they obeyed the pathway, God did a miracle for them. Amen? I believe God wants to do a miracle for you, but you have to use your time wisely. I'm asking you this morning, why should we count on God's timing? Because his pathways are best. Titus 2.13 says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. It's not enough for you to say Jesus hung on that cross and now he's in heaven. It's not enough for you to say I memorized John 3:16. I want you to have that love relationship. That love relationship with Jesus Christ that you are looking, you are waiting for that blessed hope, that blessed appearing. See, if you only live for this life, you will be disillusioned at times. You will get discouraged at times. But if you live with a blessed hope that he came once, he came again when he came off that cross and out of that tomb, and when he went, he said, I'm coming again. But in the meantime, I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit to empower you. When you look for that blessed hope, it changes the way you tithe your time. It changes the way you give your resources. It changes the way you give your thoughts energy. Amen? So today, I have some very strategic things that I want to say to you about how to use your time wisely. Five skills to use your time wisely. Because time goes with other things, right? Something is happening while you're using your time. The first one is that communication is key. We're going to talk about that. What are you talking about when you use your time wisely? 
The second one is collaboration is necessary. If you're using your time wisely, like we are today, we're not doing it by ourselves. Thank you, online family, for collaborating with us. Can you do like this? I want you to think about it. It's when you come together, when you collaborate, it's stronger. It's harder. If my hands are like this, it's easy to break them. But when your hands are together with someone else's, it's harder to break that. To break that. Collaboration is important. Critical thinking includes God's values. If you're going to think right about timing in your life, then you have to have the right thinking. Hear me. You have to have the right thinking about God's value system. See, if I think like mine, like Jesse said, I try to do things my way, then I'm going to be frustrated when it doesn't go my way in my timeline. But critical thinking includes God's values and having that blessed hope. I believe that in time, we have creativity enhanced. When you take pauses, when you're on a contract break, when you're in the middle of collaborating with your colleagues, creativity comes to life. Your, your ideas begin to flourish because you're in a season where maybe you're in a difficult season. So maybe the creativity about problem solving begins to flourish because you're trying to figure out how do I get through this difficult season? Creativity is flourishing. Maybe you're resting and the noise has stopped for a little bit and you begin to listen to God's word and you begin to think, oh, now I see how God can use me. Now I see it might be as simple as one of our university students saying, I want a Bible for a friend. That's creativity. That's, she said she had looked and, and there was nothing to be found, so she's still asking, and we're able to put a Bible in their hand. And lastly, I want to say to you, completely engage. Be completely engaged. Be a blooming tree, not a dying stump. I can't wait to talk to you about that. Be a blooming tree, not a dying stump. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 says, Two people are better off than one. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. One person falls, the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. I want to say to you this morning that as a church, as a family of faith, when one falls, we want to be there to hold up their arms, to say, we may not understand what happened or why you fell or what's going on with you, but we're praying for you. We're standing in the gap for you. We don't want you to fall alone. We can't do everything, but we can do some things. Amen? On the first Sunday of every month, we give groceries to those in need. And many who have participated in the grocery receiving are also now giving so others can receive. You plant, you sow, you reap, and you reap a harvest. Amen? In Nehemiah chapter 4, you can put up verse 23, but before I get there, I want to explain it to you. Nehemiah was working with the Israelites, and they were rebuilding the wall. And the work got a little bit tough, and they got discouraged. And some of them just gave up. But Nehemiah organized the work into teams. Half stood guard with their spears and swords, while the other half would work. Then they would 
alternate positions. This is something that we do on Sunday mornings. We have prayer, and then we alternate, and we have prayer over here. We have practice on Saturdays, and then we come here. We alternate activity. But here's what happened in Nehemiah 4.23. During this time, none of us, Nehemiah, not I, nor my relatives, nor my servants, nor the guards who were with me, ever took our clothes off. We carried our weapons with us at all times, even when we went for water. I want you to read, I want you to read that verse again because I want you to think about something. They were, they were building the wall so that people could be safe, right? So that there could be an obedience to what God called Nehemiah to do. But some people got weary. And so Nehemiah said, okay, some of you are going to do this. And some of you are going to do this, and some of you are going to do this. But this is what I love about the word. We're going to count on his word. They never took their clothes off. Now, you may laugh and say, Pastor Jen, what are you talking about? Well, what does the Bible say? To clothe ourselves with his righteousness. To put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. If I match the word of God with the word of God, and this says they never took their clothes off, then I should never, say never, come on, I should never take off my garment of praise. It says that um, they carried their weapons with them at all times. What does the Bible say are the weapons of our warfare? How do we get clothed? The helmet of salvation. Amen? The breastplate of righteousness. The belt of truth. Our feet shod with the gospel of peace. The sword, which is the word of God. Now think about that. They never let go of their weapons. They carried them with them at all times. Say times. You want your time to count. You want God to bless your time. But you're only giving God time on Sunday, maybe? Pastor Jen? Maybe you've given God time on Wednesday when we have prayer and life group. Maybe some of you are giving your time in preparation throughout the week. And I thank you for that. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, when we read the word of God, we understand that time is valuable and God is saying, use it wisely. Time is valuable. Use it wisely. So I want to look at these skills really quickly. Five skills. Communication. Communication is the ability to interact and share concepts in both written and oral measures. The ability to speak and listen and receive. Just look at that for a minute. First of all, I want you to look at that definition and think about how do you communicate with God? Do you interact or do you just come telling him everything that's wrong, talking to him about your feelings? And we can bring all those to Jesus. But communication is also being able to look at his written word. It's also being able to listen and receive what he's saying to us. Are you using the communication time wisely when you talk to God? Listen to what he wants to say. How do you do that? Through the written Measure. Oh, he'll speak to you. I've heard him speak to me. But he'll speak to you in his word every time. I also ask you, how are you using communication when you talk to others? 
when you talk about others. I found this interesting quote, which I thought was funny. Funny, not funny. Steve Jobs. Uh, is that Apple? <laughs> huh? Mike? Apple, yeah. Steve Jobs once said, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Your time is limited. Don't waste it living someone else's life. What does that mean, Pastor Jen? Well, let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 through 32 in the message. It says, watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps each word a gift. Don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Make a clear break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. It, it says gossiping and slander. Be gentle with one another sensitive, forgiving one another as quickly and thoroughly as God forgives you. And so as I pray and I say, Lord, I want your people to be blessed, but I find that they are constantly discouraged and constantly having this sense of anxiety. And here's the word he gives you. Stop that negative talk. Think about how you're communicating. And you may say, what I'm bringing to God is different than what I'm asking him for. But what you're putting out there is affecting the way your thoughts are wrapping around your words. I know. I pray that you understand this morning that you won't compare yourself to someone else's success or failure. It's time to live your life for Christ. Don't waste your time looking at someone else's life and trying to figure out how to do it better, how to do it worse, how to do it different. Use your time wisely and say, God, what have you given me? What have you put inside of me that I can give back to God? Where you are heading is not to someone else's failure. So why spend the time there? I know that's tough, but I'm going to say it again. You are not heading to someone else's failure. So stop spending your time talking about that. You're not heading to their success. You're heading to your success. So spend your time talking about the good things of God and what God has called you to do. Your talk affects your time. Your talk affects your time. The second one is collaboration, and it means to work effectively with others, including those who have different points of view. We are an international church, and you are all amazing. Everyone who comes and visits or stays for any amount of time always says to me, it feels like heaven. It feels like this is what heaven's going to be like. But you know, sometimes we work differently. Sometimes we think differently. We laugh, and I laugh sometimes and say, translation missing, because you understood the words but not the meaning, or I understood the words but not the meaning, or I have crazy, funny, silly Texas things I say, and no one understands them. But we learn to collaborate because diversity is good. Say diversity is good. Listen, if you think only people just like you are going to be in heaven, you're fooling yourself. There's going to be black and white and brown and tan and pale and dark and people with every language way beyond even what we have in this building right here. They're going to be 
old and young, men and women, boys and girls. Somebody say amen. There are going to be people that are exuberant and fantastic on the musical instruments. And there's going to be other people that are quiet and fantastic in their prayer life. And there's going to be someone else who was brave in their courage. And another one who was timid but followed the word of God with boldness. We're all different. And when we try to make everybody fit into one mold, I don't think we're listening to what even Brother Montante said. For God so loved the world. He loved the world. But we have to be intentional about how we choose to to talk about our collaboration. But I want to say to you, who you spend your time with affects and understands Who you spend your time with affects your time. Who you spend your time with affects your time. Are you spending time with God's people? I'm not saying we don't go out into the world and be a light in the darkness. We absolutely do. But Jesus knew after he ate with sinners, after he went to Zacchaeus' house, he also knew he had to go into the garden and pray. And he called the closest people to him and said, come pray with me. We can't neglect one for the other. Amen? 2 Corinthians 6, 1 through 2 says, As God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. I want you to think about who you spend your time with. If you're spending your time five days a week, at least, with people who are stressed out, anxious, saying nothing's going to work, there's all these problems. Think about all the hours you're spending with someone like that. And you wonder why you're thinking about God's timing is clouded by anxiety and fear and worry. Now, you have to go to work, and you have to go to school if you're in university, and we have to go to the grocery store. So what do we do? When we've been around those people that are affecting our time, then we have to set ourselves apart if they weren't putting something in. Maybe, they were, maybe we were pouring out, right? Every day. Say every day. Every day, you have got to set some time up. For God to pour back into you so that what got in there that wasn't good gets out in Jesus' name. Amen? God, we are God's partners, it says. We are God's partners. We're recognized by God. Amen? It goes on to say in that chapter that we're always filled with that deep joy. We're clothed with the garment of praise. When praise is on your lip, when you're saying, Jesus, thank you, you can't be saying, I curse my friend or my enemy. When you're saying, Jesus, I bless you, thank you for the provision that you have given into my life, you can't be saying, as Bo said, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. When you say, Jesus, I'm giving this not because I'm desperate, but because I want to be in right standing with your word, I want to honor the God values 
I want you to know all of God's word, not just some of it. Because I want you to live for Jesus every day of your life, not just some of it. I want you to know that when you're in the middle of the battle, you can wear those weapons of warfare, the helmet of salvation, so your mind is protected. Why does Jesus want us to be saved? Because he doesn't want the things of this world to make your mind go crazy. He wants to give you peace that passes understanding. And so what happens to that critical thinking? It's the ability to work through different scenarios by making decisions, solving problems, and taking action. I want you to think about that critical thinking as we think about God's time. A man walked to the top of a hill to talk to God. The man asked God, What's a million years to you? And God said, a minute. Then the man said, what's a million dollars to you? And God said, a penny. Then the man said, God, can I have a penny? And God said, sure, in a minute. (laughs) See, God's timing. You'll have to watch it if you want to hear it again. God's timing. There's critical thinking in in our own thinking. We're like, I want it. I want it now. But God is saying, I told you I'll do it, but you got to trust my timing. And you got to give me your obedience while you're in that process. That requires critical thinking. Your thoughts affect your time. Your thoughts affect your time. If you let your thoughts have all the hours in the day to be negative, to be worried, then you're not using your time wisely. But if you will begin even 10 minutes a day, I'm asking you, 10 minutes a day. I mean, maybe you're, I don't know how long it takes you to brush your teeth, but maybe you're in the bathroom brushing your teeth and you're just, you can't talk while you're brushing your teeth unless you're a miracle worker. So in your thoughts, you can be saying to Jesus, this is your minute. (laughs) God, I'm listening. Hmm? While you're brushing your teeth. I mean, I want to be practical. I know some of you are busy. You've got to dash out the door at the last minute. I hope you brush your teeth. And when you brush your teeth, I want you to be thinking about Jesus. I want you to operate with the fruits of the Spirit. Romans 12.2 says this. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Just leave that up there for a minute. Take a picture of it. Look at it again later. Romans 12, 2. When you begin to know the word of God, you will not copy the behavior of the world. You will be able to check yourself with the power of the Holy Spirit I've had it happen to me many times. It's like I can feel the Holy Spirit saying, shh, shh. Or sometimes I can feel the Holy Spirit say, begin to praise me. Begin to say, thank you, Jesus, even though you don't see it. That's faith. Begin to say, thank you, Jesus. This week, in a matter of seconds, my daughter who has had back pain, my middle daughter, hasn't been able to walk well. She was an athlete before, Jessica, She said her back just cracked all in alignment, and it was the first time. We've been praying for her for a long time for this thing in her back that they tried to say she needs surgery for, but she said, Mom, for the first time in three years, I can 
move, bend, do everything. I have no pain. It's amazing. But we, yes, let's give God praise. You have to begin in the waiting to know that God is going to give you time for creativity to, to grow and flourish. I want you to remember that. I also want to give you this story because I think it's a really important story because you might be here. You might think you're too young or too old or it's too late. You're too far gone. I want you to hear this. Once upon a time, it's a true story. There was an older man who was broke. means he had no money. He was living in a tiny house with a terrible old car. He was living off of $99 a month from the government. $99 a month. At 65 years old, he decided things had to change. So he thought about, your thoughts, what he had to offer. His friends had raved about his chicken recipe. He decided that that was the best shot at making a change. He left Kentucky, where he was. He traveled to many different states to try and sell his recipe. He told restaurant owners that he had this mouth-watering chicken that would be so delicious. And he even offered them the recipe for free, just asking for a small percentage. Sounds good, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, most of the restaurants didn't think so. He heard no over 1,000 times. Even after all those rejections, he did not give up. He believed his recipe was something special. He got rejected 1,009 times. Use your time wisely. He didn't give up until he heard yes. And with that one success, Colonel Hartland Sanders changed the way Americans and you here eat chicken. It's called Kentucky Fried Chicken. Y'all ever eat Kentucky Fried Chicken? It's got red and white on it. It's at some of the places. At 65, he decided to use his time wisely. He didn't stop because he had no money. He didn't stop because he had a terrible house. He didn't stop even though he heard no 1,009 times. In the waiting, in the delays, God gives you time for creativity to grow and flourish. But if you quit before the miracle, that's on you. You're like, Pastor Jen, wow. So lastly, I want to say to you, completely engage. Be a blooming tree, not a dying stump. Any stump can sit there. People will look at it. I, I pass them all the time. Well, that, that tree died. That tree's been there. That, those, those things that are in the way of the road, that's bad. Or there's a blooming tree that gets pruned. It gets cut every year. I watch it on the Colombo as I travel. And then suddenly in the spring, it begins to sprout new branches and new flowers. See, when God is pruning you in the pause, he's also doing something to make a way for his miracle in motion for you. Time is a valuable resource. I want you to use it wisely. I want you to remember that how you talk, communication is key. Collaboration is necessary. How you interact with others. Critical thinking includes God's values. And creativity is enhanced when you use your time wisely. I want to say it again. How you talk matters. Who you're with 
matters. What you think about matters. And then the Lord will cause creativity to come forth out of you. You will become a problem solver. You will become a friend maker. You will understand that isn't it beautiful that we have the coffee and connections because someone who was sitting in the back using their time wisely began to see that there were people here that were not connecting. And this would be a way that we could give you an opportunity between services to make a connection. That's a valuable resource for us to come together, to collaborate, and to see God work beautiful things in our lives. Worship team, I want you to come. And I want to say to you, as we count on his timing, leave that slide right there. I want you to think about your time. I want you to use your time. I want you to invest your time. I want you to thank Jesus for your time. Will you guys stand with me on your feet? Because sometimes it's easy for us to say this period, this season is difficult. And I understand that. But if I use it wisely, what I've learned, I've learned it for many decades. I've learned it in the past three years is that every day I have to give God the first fruit of my time every day. Every day I give God the last words of my night, every day. And throughout the day, I say to the Lord, direct my steps, give me energy, shut my mouth if it needs to be shut. Give me the boldness if it needs to speak. Help me to not give up even though I hear no here and no here, but I'm gonna hear a yes one day. And most of all, I want you to hear the yes when you stand before the throne of God, which we all will. And I want you to be able to say, not just, I knew John 3:16, but I walked it out. I knew the love of God. I understood the diversity that was around me. I'm not saying that we love sin. We don't because sin separates us from God. But if you love Jesus more than you love those things of this world, as Romans 12 said, you will not align yourself to the customs and values of this world. I could tell you all the things. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. This is what it says in the Bible. I'm telling you, read the Bible and ask for the Holy Spirit and you will have revelation of what God's way is. I'm telling you. So today, as we go to the Lord in prayer, I'm asking you, Maybe you're in this room. I felt so strongly that there would be people in this room that need to rededicate their heart to Jesus. You have given God a few minutes or a few hours, but you have not given him your whole life. You have not put all your time in his hands. You've been trying to hold on to it. I want your heads bowed and your eyes closed for a minute. I said last week, and I say it again, that faith, it's personal, but it's also public. We walk it out. But right now, I want you to know that I want to pray with you. And you're in this room and you would say, Pastor Jen, I need to dedicate all my time to God. I haven't done it. I need to do it. I want you to raise your hand so I can pray with you. All over this room, thank you. I need to dedicate all my time to God. Thank you for being honest. Thank you. Keep your hands up. It's an act of surrender all over. Thank you. I need to dedicate all my time. I need to stop trying to control my time. I need to give Jesus my time. I need to let Jesus be in charge of my minutes and my hours on my Mondays and my Wednesdays and my Fridays. Raise your hand. I need to dedicate all my time. 
Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, you see these hands lifted. God, you know the ones who have sought to follow you. You know the ones who have walked through difficult seasons. But now, with an act of surrender and yielding to your time, we are saying, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Can you say it with me? Yes, Lord. Say it again. Yes, Lord. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we would dedicate all of our time to you. I want us to say this prayer together. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it too. Dear Lord Jesus, I give you all my minutes. I give you all my hours. I give you all my days. Forgive me of the past. Forgive me. Help me to love you more today. Help me to love you more today. And less than tomorrow. Because tomorrow I'll love you more again. Because tomorrow I'll love you more. Father, let the joy of the Lord be my strength. I'm all yours. I'm all yours. And I give you all of my time. And I give you all of my time. Today and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow. And for always. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Those of you that have class, the class meets over here. The worship team is going to sing us out as they do. I'm going to be right here. Wow. The Lord is faithful to his children. As you have listened to the message today, I pray that you hear the Lord saying, I know you, I've called you by name, and I'm working on your behalf. I invite you right now to say this prayer with me, to make Jesus Lord over all. Maybe there's something in your life today that has caused you turmoil, that has put questions or doubts in your mind. You know, the Bible says he's as close as the mention of his name. In this season, we celebrate Jesus, the name that's above every other name. So pray this prayer with me right now and ask Jesus to help you. He's with you. You are not alone. I want to say it again. You are not alone. So Father, we thank you right now. I'm going to pray this prayer and you're going to pray with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life, to take over every concern I have. Forgive me for those moments when I have doubted or don't trust. Be the Lord over all. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I say yes to you. I'm all yours from this moment forward. By the power of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for hearing this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want to encourage you. If you have said this prayer, send me an email. Write us. Join us on campus when you get to Rome because I know that God has something for you and I know that you need to know you're not going to do life alone. I also feel very impressed today as I pray for you for the needs in your life. I know that during the, the winter months there's lots of different emotions that come about and I want you to know today the Lord is with you, the Lord is for you. He said his name is Emmanuel, God with us. 
And so today, I want to pray for your miracle. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would heal the broken heart, that you would restore the wounded mind, that you would be Jehovah Jireh for the one who has needs financially. God, you have shown us this year that we are the living proof that God is at work in us and through us. So right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, across the airwaves, wherever you're watching from, I am praying right now for your miracle in motion. I want you to say, I believe. I believe that God is with you. I believe that God is for you. And I believe that he has brought you to this family of faith, not only online, but wherever you are, that you would know. I have people who write me and I'm praying right now that you'll be one of those ones who said, I found new hope, new life, new purpose as I join together in prayer with Pastor Jen and all of those at ICF Rome. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I thank you you for your online giving. I thank you that you are sowing seeds. You are sowing gratefulness to God for all that he's done and doing. This has been an amazing year of living proof. And today, as we think about, we're getting ready to go into a new year before we know it. I want you to know God is with you. God is for you. You're not alone. Your miracle is in motion. I love you. We love you. And most importantly, Jesus loves you. So go out there, walk for him, shine for him, and believe that he's got a miracle for you.